Live from Cool Boys Central. You're the boss down there. I'm boss up here. From bat tips to bat nips, we are just three cool boys revisiting Batman, the animated series, and wearing hats. This is Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I see Batman and Beyond. Greetings, cool boy nation, and welcome to the first installment of Batman and Beyond, a cool boys podcast. I'm Felk. And I'm Ballard. And I'm Steve. Uh, uh so cool. Uh, Steve, you have to say uh. I tried to go Batman and uh, Batman and then uh, and then like end it like when we were with cool boys as in the Bruce Wayne voice. I like that. No, I loved it. It was perfect. Did I forget to say uh is what you wanted me to say? He <laughs> yeah, likes no, he really right. it matters to him. It, it does matter to me, Steve. Uh so cool. Did it feel good? It feel feels for really good. Very cool. And yes, Cool Boy Nation, that is what this podcast is. It is a companion podcast to the main Cool Boys podcast in which we will be discussing an episode of Batman the Animated Series to start with. One episode each week, an in-depth, sexy, bonerific discussion about that episode. And after Batman the Animated Series... We'll move on to Superman and all the way to the end of the DC animated universe. What would that be? Would that be Justice League or Batman and Beyond? Batman and Beyond is before Justice League. What about Superman? Yeah. He said be, Superman just a second I, ago. I, I zoned out. Yeah. Okay. Oh, good. Yeah, you have to listen to the podcast as we're doing it. You got it. Yeah, you're going to be in it. You got to listen to it. Um, uh, so, yeah, no, Batman, then technically the second iteration of Batman, like the new Batman Adventures, then that, that would go back and forth with Superman. And then I am voting, we're skipping Static Shock because it has the least to do with any of the other stuff. And it, even though it's technically DCAU, I think there's one episode with Batman. I'll have to look that up. Maybe we just watch that one episode. Uh, but then Batman Beyond, which is the one I'm lo- really looking forward to. Me too, because I've never seen it. And then the two Justice Leagues. So yeah, out of all of that, I've never seen Static Shock and I've never seen Batman Beyond. And I'm sure that's a travesty not to have ever seen Batman and Beyond. With Terry uh, Terry McGinnis. Terry McGinnis. And uh, I'm excited to see that shit. Steve, you have seen ba- uh, Batman and Beyond, correct? It's or just Batman, Batman and Beyond. Beyond. Batman yeah, and I've Beyond seen Batman. I've seen Batman and Beyond. It was good. But I would think that we would see Justice League before Batman and Beyond. That's nope. The... Well, Batman we're going to be doing this. First. That's a good point, Steve. So we're doing this by air date. Yeah. So this will be we'll be following this as if we watched this on television when they came out, and be able to experience whatever twists and turns that come our way due to the just, air dates. Well, I just read that On Leather Wings wasn't the first air date. No, it wasn't. It was. On Leather Wings was the first one to release, no. but it was not the first one in production. Well, I read that they released, they aired one other episode before it. No, they, they as I recall, they aired On Leather Wings in primetime first, and then it, it, uh, Christmas of the Joker was the first aired in the afternoon. And then all no, the rings came a few, few episodes later. It was the second aired episode. The first was the Cat in the Claw, and it was for some reason because they they were coming off of Batman Returns, and uh, oh, that's what aired in prime time. Yeah, I think that's then, what it was. And then they did uh, on Leather Wings, and then for some reason, yeah, the Christmas Time with Joker was like produced in the middle or something. It's, it seems so out of order. Watching, yeah, it. I think you're right. Cat in the Claw did air first, and and it was in prime time, and it was because to. 
tie into Batman Returns because it had Catwoman. I think that's, that sounds right now that I think about it. I have the Wikipedia Shit. page up right now. We've already fucked up. <laughs> uh, we already fucked we, up our first episode. Yeah. But we didn't watch those episodes, so we are doing uh, first How about this? How about, we, how about we just do it in production? Why don't we just say we're doing it in production order and not air date? Then. Because I'm looking at the list right now. I mean, like, Christmas of the Joker was November 13th. Okay, I've got, it, I've, got, I've got it all here. Okay, On Leather Wings is the first one, September 6th, in primetime. Then... No, but Cat in the Claw was September 5th. Oh, that is before September 6th. Yeah. Well, yeah, fuck it. That's close enough. Who cares? Why don't we just say we're well, doing by Let's just go by the order of yeah. how, how the producers wanted it to be seen. We're doing On Leather Wings first. <laughs> <laughs> and that would be On Leather Wings first. Yeah. Yes. This article lists the episodes in their DVD release order rather than by their original air dates or their production order. Shit. So, okay, we'll just have to say we're going by DVD release order. Well, we, when we get to 13, we're back to it being in order again, so we're fine. Okay. So, yeah, we'll be going by DVD release order. <laughs> okay, fine. So that will lead us then to our very first episode. Phil, Tonight's correct? episode, which is episode one, sort of, on Leather Wings. The first appearance of, well, Batman, but also the first appearance of man bat, not maybe, just man bat either too. It'd be, it's like oh, the first appearance of like great. man bat and like Commissioner Gordon. Well, and it, I guess it's really not the first appearance if we're going by. Uh, <laughs> but it is yeah, definitely yeah, 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 the yeah. first appearance of man bat for us. Yeah. Um, I have a question for everybody. How are you watching the, the the series? Are you watching it right now legally, streaming through DVD set? Um, I I'm I am watching it. Um. Uh, through the DVD set, actually, the volumes, the the way they were released on the DVD. That's a very good question. We should all establish that. Because I watched, I believe, the same way that you did, Steve, which is, oh, God damn it! fucking Amazon is the worst interface off Amazon. And yep, I'm starting the first too. one I... now. So in, in the background will be what, what I think you want to discuss, because uh, you mentioned it a little bit before we started recording, which is, so does yours have what's happening right now, which is this... Uh, kind of montage of Justice League, like all the DCAU stuff before, it, and then it just cuts into the episode with the credits. No, I get it to was, watch the uh, original show open. How about you, Steve? It, yeah, it was so upsetting. I was so excited to sit down and watch the, the classic opening for the first episode, and that's what I saw is this lame combo Superman-Batman sort of uh, opening credits. I think that's probably that was released when they did the combo, uh, you know, air, airings. Yeah, and it's window boxed, too. So it's because it's, it's like letterboxed and, and, and pillar boxed. It's it was so boxed. upsetting. But then every other episode so far that I've watched has had the normal uh, great opening, you know, that's just like, you know, a short story. Yes. But I, and I just wanted to air that, you know, that I'm really upset that the first episode of the series listed on Amazon Prime had... Yeah, I, I'm upset. I'm fucking. I just watched it behind you right now, Felk, as Steve was talking, and like, dude, that's fucking disgusting. Because the original Batman the Animated Series show open is a work of art. It is a I short mean, film. It is, yeah, it is gorgeous. It is a short story about a bank heist, and 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 it is beautifully drawn and animated yeah. with incredible like Art Deco. Well, it uses the Danny like, Elfman score. Yes, exactly. It's Danny Elfman. It's, it's beautiful music. I think and it ninety sets seconds the tone long for the whole series. And I, if I'm watching this back to back to back, like binge watching it now, I don't fast forward past that open. I can watch it every single time. 
it's a great setup for the whole series. Yeah, I, well, that that full opening airs in a longer great take setup. of it in the in the first episode, and then it's shortened down to like thirty seconds for the subsequent episodes. And it doesn't I, I, after a certain point, it doesn't use the uh, Danny Elfman score. It just uses the the action like the Shirley Walker uh, or Shirley whatever her name is. Um, I, need, I need to look that up. God damn it, Shirley um, Temple on no. the good ship. Lollipop. Shirley Walker. I was right the first time. Yeah. The dun, 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 dun. Like the, so the, yeah, the, the animated score and, and which I think is more suited because these, Oh, first, you know what? The DVD versions are all only the animated score. They're not the Danny Elfman score. They may have been okay, but we're watching different versions then because the score, the ones I watched had the Danny Elfman score all over the place. Wait, uh, but wait, I thought, Oh, wait, wait, you mean the whole show or are we talking about the show open was, only right now? Within the like show. A, so now let's get into the actual show, which starts with Man Bat flying through Gotham. Yeah, and I would like to point out that not only is the opening um, uh, a just beautiful cityscape shot of uh, Gotham, but it pans over, and what's the first real thing you see? A blimp. Yeah. It's great. It sets up the whole you know, Deco. environment, I think, having that police blimp. Yeah, and that, like that 1920s like future-esque world. Yeah, the mm-hmm. first first several episodes are very blimp heavy. Blimps may play a major part in a lot of early Batman uh, episodes. So, Felk, why don't you tell us the air date, the writer and the director of this episode? Or did you already do that? I did not. On Leather Wings' original air date was September 6, 1992, in primetime. I guess the day after the uh, Catwoman episode. But again, on September 24th, 1992, weekday, I was I was 10. And it was directed by Kevin Altieri and written by Mitch Bryan. And yeah. its villain is the Man Bat or Man Bat. The Man Bat. Is it really Man Bat? Is he the real villain of this story or is the villain, uh, what is his name, like Professor Bullock. Logan or some shit? Well, I mean, what you mean? Because there's a fake out where it's like there's the Man Bat guy, but you think it's it's the yeah Professor Logan, I think that's right. The, the old guy who's like, way, he, oh, he's way into bats. He really likes bats more than people. Oh, it's definitely Man Bat that's the villain because he's he's the turning himself into the Man Bat and yeah. attack. Yeah, and he gets all ragey too when he does it in the end. Um, I gotta say one of the great things about the show and this episode being the one of the first episodes I saw, if not the first episode I, I saw when it came out, I would say I love this shit. Is that Batman is already Batman? Yeah, you know, yes, that's perfect. Up. Because yeah, it's coming off it. the movies. It's coming off the movies. You don't want to fucking do an origin story. You want to continue on with. You know, this isn't the Tim Burton continuity, but if you saw those movies, you already know who Batman is. And just, it just knocks you right into it. Uh, when I saw this as a kid, I had no idea that there were creatures like Man-Bat in the Batman canon. I, I Until about 30 seconds ago, I wasn't sure if this was, in fact, the invention of Man-Bat. But no, he was invented in Detective Comics number 400, which released in June 1970. And was created by Frank Robbins, Neil Adams, and Julius Schwartz. So he's already a... There's actually a man bat before this. And it's like... I don't know if we can mention our, our third cool boy. But I love the fact that Nolan hates man bats. And hates anything like that in the Batman universe. Anything that's like even remotely sci-fi. Yes. I well, Yes, he does. And um, I gotta say, after I saw this episode of with man bat in it... I don't know how long it was until the toy came out. But I went and got that action figure. Because I was like, I am going to play with my Batman toys with this fucking man bat. And it was a great action figure. It had a huge wingspan. I mean, it was a, it was like 
I remember it. Yeah. Uh, it was the, it was bigger than the rest, and it was great. Um, it the was other a good great first thing, episode. I, I thought that I also thought this was the first episode. I think I was the first one I saw as a kid because it was during the you know, uh, regular uh, five p.m. or three p.m. It was time. four. I think it was like four o'clock. It was like right after Animaniacs and like Tiny Toons and shit. It was different across every. It was different everywhere. Are we going to go over uh, other first appearances? Uh, in this, uh, only in only in Leather Wings, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, speaking of first appearances, Steve, yeah, there's a great first there's appearance so in many. this episode. I was Bullock, uh, uh, Bullock, Commissioner Gordon. Yeah, Gordon's kind of like an established Batman character, but Bullock was made for this show. Yeah, was he? Yeah, yeah. he was, and now and now he's the second lead of Gotham, and he's not in the ba- in Batman Begins, but I I don't remember what that fat guy's name is, but he's clearly just Bullock. I mean, there's no reason he's, he's not. He's Bullock. based off of Porkins from Batman 1989, whatever his name, Eckhart. You know, welcome Bullock's to the future. Bullock's totally based off Eckhart. Bullock is in, first appeared in 1974, Detective Comics 44. Bullock? Uh-huh. We're fake news. No, but I I thought that they created him for the show. <laughs> no, he wasn't invented. But all, almost all of these characters were appeared except for um, Harley. Harley. Okay, that, well. He was invented, but I, I would say most of the the bulk of this have, have all been used heavily in other in the comics. They've been around for a long time. Well, I'm glad we have fact-checking. I was blown away by just how all the first appearances, I guess, you know, just how they threw it. Commissioner Gordon, Harvey Dent, just sitting in the background, flipping his coin. And then yeah. Having, oh yeah, you know, Harvey Dent was just, that's right. Harvey Dent is in the background flipping his coin. They, they played the long narrative game here. And they're just like, we're going to set up Harvey Dent and then just tear him from you, like from the audience. Wait, Harvey Dent's in this episode? Like, yeah, he's, he's just sitting in the they background. They even ask him. They say, as long as the DA is cool with it. Yeah, he authorizes the hunt on Batman. I, I like yeah. how there's still this, you know, Batman's not completely on the police side at this point. Yeah, just and Gordon has faith in him, which is which is nice. Yeah, but Gordon's still like not one hundred percent. It's. Yeah. I think this episode seals it for him that he's a good guy because he finds out that he's not robbing the. The drugs right. or whatever. So what happens is, is Man Bat's robbing all these fucking like places, you know, and uh, to get like what is it, the chemicals and shit. And Batman eventually goes and looks in on it, and um, and Batman gets kind of caught under police fire. And that when that happens, that's like very much straight out of Year One, like Batman Year One, the comic, where it's not as long and as engaged and as intense as Year One's was, where Batman actually like they explode the building practically, and Batman is caught under like burning logs and embers and so forth and but in this one it's it's very homaged in the way that batman is attacked in this kind of factory and that the way the cops kind of all barrel down on this like uh uh, this um whatever this is this laboratory and batman's kind of just pinned in there and like he gets out and he gets out in a great way that's that's great for 10 year olds watching the show as opposed to like you know 18 year olds reading the frank miller comic yeah. Yeah. I also, for first appearances, uh, Alfred. It was great to have Alfred there. The Batmobile. I forgot how. Oh, yeah, it's the Batmobile. I, I yeah. forgot this characterization of Alfred, uh, since we're talking about Alfred. It's just like, this Alfred's basically Batman's slave. This like he, Alfred is nothing. No, he's the the grandfather. Well, I feel like. sort of, but he he definitely is doing like a lot of like manual cleaning on his own. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. Batman just gets naked in front of him, takes a shower. Uh, that may not be in you're this episode. Ahead, you're, you're, you're jumping ahead episodes here. Okay. <laughs> but but like in general, just that, that the idea that uh, he, he he doesn't give 
like the grandfatherly Jeremy Irons, uh, Michael Caine, uh, advice. Oh, yeah, he, in, no. in this episode, he tells Batman's kind of funny. He goes, tells uh, Alfred, I only toss butlers. So he's, he's giving, you know, Alfred some lip in this one. Yeah. What, what kind of tossing do you think he's doing? Salad, Salad tossing? tossing. Yeah, um, and, he, and he has speaking a date of, with uh, of um of uh of this Batman as well, and, and Alfred is that you see a lot in the Batcave. You see Batman actually detecting and being the world's greatest detective. And one of my favorite things that he does when he before the police attack him in this laboratory is he puts on this like Cyclops X Men Cyclops visor, <laughs> and I love it. I love when he wears that, that visor. It's so badass. Know, one of the things I noticed is that he just really relies on his supercomputer. He basically has yes. Alexa before Alexa is around, and he's just like, hey, let's go talk to analyze. Him. Yeah, he just talks. He's a computer. Analyze. Yeah. Does he talk to it? I thought he had to type it no, in. No, he doesn't really talk to it. He just types shit in, and then yeah. the computer talks back to him. But, <laughs> but he's I don't like Google. the computer's voice. Because the computer's voice, I've been so used to like Alexa's voice or Siri's voice that when I heard this random guy voice talking to his computer, I was like, oh, I don't like this as much. I've been trained. Yeah. That's I mean, sexism, trained to listen to women only. Yeah. Feminists don't like that all the AIs are, are women. Well, it's working. Yeah. On, on your note, on the class, I had some notes on uh, watch, while watching it, just the same thing with the classic bad detective. Spraying yeah. stuff, finding hairs. And, he, and he's the one that locates the tape recorder with all those weird uh, you know, noises. So they really emphasized in this first episode how he's a detective. Totally. Yeah, because not only after does he, like, you know, go into laboratory and he deals with the cops and all that stuff and then has to get away, but then he actually has to go to the zoo and kind of do that thing where he's when he's Bruce Wayne and plays, like, that that double, like, uh, uh, identity type of thing when, like, he's Bruce Wayne. When, when, when he's, he's, he's Bruce Wayne being Batman playing Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? And so he actually goes in as Bruce Wayne playing Batman as Bruce Wayne into the laboratory at the zoo and then like does the whole like here's the hairs I found because they fucking some bats were in the chimney speaking of that <laughs> I, I really like that how they set up you know that, that the classic setup of he goes to the one scientist to investigate you know the bat hairs and they're the ones who are you know the bad guys how you know it's just super easy that I, I and it happens a lot on these uh, shows they do only have 20 minutes, so they're going to yeah. kind of cut corners, I feel like, narratively when so they he can. Goes, he goes straight to the, you know, to, as Bruce Wayne trying to figure it out, and then you know as an audience that these are the bad guys. Yeah. The, yeah I mean, he um, could have... The other doctor is clearly bad. Like, the other scientist yeah. looks bad. He's all hunched over. He's got, like, penguins-esque nose. But he's, like, he's, he's, a, a fake he's not bad. I never thought he was... A, he, he's set up. He's the red herring, but he's, he's the good... He, he just cares about uh, his family. He's not doing any bad stuff. It's I don't all, know. See, I, I got the feeling the that he's the doctor Kurt. that burns the shit, not Kurt. Well, because he's trying to protect yeah, his family because that's his daughter or whatever. So what, I thought okay, that, what father is going to be like, I'm going to protect my daughter's boyfriend or husband? Like, any father would be like, good for him. Get the fuck out of there. Stop banging my daughter. Yeah, but he, he really likes bats. So well, I think he that, doesn't necessarily yeah. hate the fact that he's turning into man bat because he's like, he's pro bat. Oh, so he's like, maybe I can get some fucking sweet, like, science papers off this guy. Yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's... Write a few essays. The, the bat factor is part of why he's like, I'm going to help him. Because I like mm. bats. And this guy likes being a bat. One of the things that I liked a lot in this episode was just the animation in general. That it was just uh, so well done. And when they have that uh, part where they recur 
is about to turn a man bat for the first time when you see his transformation and they're showing like the beakers and the, how uh, it, it, the, you know his face gets transformed and the beakers like in other uh, movies or whatnot. That I just thought that it was done really well. Yeah, totally, absolutely. I enjoyed this one thoroughly. Uh, rewatching it. it, it definitely has. Nobody gets hurt. Nobody dies. It was still in the early, very like, how do how do we make this show without like actually anyone getting injured at all? But man, bad is scary. So yeah, and you're right, Felk. He absolutely is scary. The man bad transformation is straight out of American Werewolf in London. I mean, it's so anime like, like not the not the not the animation throughout the whole episode but that transformation scene looks like it's ripped out of a 1980s anime and it is so intense it's a gruesome transformation for for a a four o'clock you know after school kind of animated show like for kids but um i i love it and it's one of those moments that makes me like just i love the dark children's stories and I think that's what you need. I think the Germans had it right back in the day with like fucking Hans Christian Andersen's like, you know, stories and like Brothers Grimm and all that shit. Like they had it right. Those old stories of just like terrorize your children, scare the fuck out of them. And uh, I would like that's great shit to see. Like I, I was 11 when I saw this. So I was uh, not as young as you felt, but just a year older. Yeah. Um, the other thing I really thought was fucking amazing. So this is something I think we're going to constantly see Cool Boy Nation throughout um, this podcast, as well as uh, the Batman anime series, if you're going to watch it back with us, is um, you're going to feel like rewatching it because it's been about 16 years for us since we've probably seen this. Uh, we rewatched it yeah. uh, since it first aired. Um, but you're going to kind of come and see that, like, oh my God, so much of this show influenced so much pop culture today. But you're going to feel the other way around. You're going to be like, oh my God, it's just like that movie when you're going to have to remember, no, 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 that movie is like Batman animated series. And for instance, the end of this episode, it is almost identical to Spider-Man Homecoming. The whole way Spider-Man has to attach himself to Vulture, gets flown around, lands on a fucking aircraft, then has a whole battle on an aircraft before they crash on the beach, is so, so fucking similar to how Batman actually, like, hooks Man Bat with his Batarang and has a rope attached to it and then gets flown through Gotham, eventually fucking, like, crashing, you know, alongside, what, was it, like a, a police helicopter or a blimp or something like that? It's a blimp. It's a it's yet another blimp. Fucking crazy. And, uh, yeah, and so, like, it's just, like, oh, my God. I was watching, I was, like, Spider-Man Homecoming. Like, I can't believe this is, like, taken from, like, like they took that whole, like, finale from On Leather Wings practice. It's a, it's now, a good image. It's an original concept, but it's pretty fucking awesome. It's a good image of something that is, of someone who is, like, used to being at high altitudes but can't actually fly, Batman or Spider-Man, uh, latching on to something that actually can fly and has wings. It's a nice, it's a nice, it creates that silhouette. Yeah, it does. It's a beautiful silhouette. And just so everyone in Cool Boy Nation under, knows that I understand, Spider-Man, the animated series, also around the same time, it may have been like a year or two later, um, they also did many times they had Spider-Man attached to the Vulture or the Green Goblin or Hobgoblin or something to that effect, and he was flown way out into the you know the upper atmosphere and then would fall and have to figure his way out. So it's not it's not something that only Spider-Man Homecoming did and stole it. It's, it's a, Yeah, it's definitely a common theme, but... It's just one of those things that, like, you have to kind of associate it because it's both comic book. You kind of do associate it, and you kind of look at the comparison and the and the juxtaposition when you have, of the sequences. Yeah. This episode also has one of the first things 
that uh, I I was like really impressed by with Batman. And in general, I had known only before this I knew Adam West's Batman and Michael Keaton's Batman. And that was it. And I think I was about to watch or I had a just watched Val Kilmer's Batman. But what this Batman does that I and – and he will do throughout the entire show is this Batman doesn't just fucking attach a, you know, uh, um, what are they fucking called? I want to say Goliath, but that's wrong. It's uh, it's the it's the stone things on the side of churches. Gargoyles. Gargoyle. But this Batman doesn't just fucking you know attach a gargoyle with a fucking rope to you while you get taken away in a helicopter till you fall and you die, or doesn't you know uh, put a fucking dynamite in your pants and then push you into the sewer so you explode or light you on fire with his fucking Batmobile? Well, he couldn't. Or, I mean, you know, uh, this Batmo- this Batman at this point, I had only seen Batman do incredibly violent acts. This Batman actually cares about rehabilitation. Yeah, and when he finds Kurt, and he finally is able to end like Kurt's like you know terrorizing the city by slamming him into a a wall essentially as they're flying, um, and knocking Kurt out, he doesn't just take him to the police. He understands that there needs to be rehabilitation here, and that's fucking awesome. I I, I love that Batman. This Batman's like not about death and not about killing. He's about actually saving life, which is what you would imagine Batman's real mission statement to be. If he lost his parents in an alley when he was 10 years old. Yeah, to be fair, they, they even if they wanted to, they couldn't have had the killy Batman because <laughs> right. this is before the TV Y, TV Y, like all the all the TV ratings. So it was just that vague FCC like rules of like, so this wants to be aired in the day, targeted at kids. You have to abide by all these rules. And like they had to work their way up to even showing like somebody getting punched. And that doesn't happen in any of the early episodes. Yeah, they so. show white light usually when someone gets punched. They just do a white frame. Yeah. Um, but but they wrote into the narrative of this one, the ending of this one, that man bat was to be rehabilitated and not to be imprisoned. And, and then – but at the same time, it's a total cliffhanger ending, which is so weird for the first episode, the way it kind of – Ends on this like cliffhanger, like it's something along the lines of like, like uh, uh, Batman being like, I'll, you know, you'll be fine as long as you're okay, or I don't know what the fuck he says, some weird random shit like that. Steve, do you what remember? Does he say? What does he say? I have it right here. I can play it. Hang on. No. I thought that there was like a uh, common theme in the comics that that Batman didn't kill. Like I thought that was a running thing. That is, but not in the movies. It has not been a running theme. I didn't think I, when, when I was when I saw those movies. I never even when I remember watching the movies and not thinking that Batman had killed anybody. In the, the movies, in, he clearly kills people in the movies, though, right? No, he does. I guess clearly. I didn't put it together as a kid. I just uh, took it as cartoon violence. Well, what um what 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 uh what Batman says is just uh, simply he just says uh that you know Kurt's fine for now, um. So, you know, way, way to go, Batman. Save the man's life. They leave it open. Nice pickup, Steve. Nice Easter egg. All right, guys. So what What are your cool boys? What are your boys for this episode? Give me the ratings. What well, is it out boys? of? Wait, well, what is it out of? Out of five. So boys are always out of five. So how zero, many boys zero, are five? Zero to five with half half boys. It's stars. Just Yeah, we call them boys. Uh, I got that part. It's the Netflix rating system, except we do half stars. I'm giving I'm giving this one uh, five five out of five. On Leather uh, Wings, you get five out of five. Okay, Phil, how well, about you? I will also give it five out of five boys. I I actually give this one three out of five boys. Really? You don't like it? No, it's just not my one of my favorites. And um, it, it's actually, I, I kind of remember thinking that when it first aired, not only did I like Man Bat, but I also thought eh, it was kind of a slow story. And it was kind of uh, I thought it was a good way to set up the whole series. Yeah. It was, 
It's an excellent first episode. It was. And, it was. And that's what I, you know, I, yeah, to me, that's what I was watching it, rewatching it. I was just like, wow, they really do a good job of creating the environment and create setting up Batman. The thing with Bullock, you know, they just have him a little bit, but he's already he's already the antagonist. Harvey Dent, the yeah, totally. Um, um, one of the things that I thought was really good also was the soundtrack. You know, it's just amazing how well we talked composed. about that. Totally, no, absolutely, totally yeah. agree. So, um, uh, the other thing I just want to kind of bring up real quick, guys, for the for the rating system, and just get an idea of how you guys are rating it. Are you rating it based on like how you felt as a child seeing it the first time, or di- after having rewatched it just recently before this episode of this podcast? Rewatched. Having rewatched it against my general like overview of uh, of the series, meaning like five out of five is not like uh, compared to all things. It's just compared to how good animated '90s animated shows could be. I- Okay, so then, all right, I, I, I'll kind of do that then too, Felk. I'll make a, a kind of like a compromise between 11-year-old Ballard and, you know, 36-year-old Ballard. Um, yeah, I guess I'll give it a four out of five. Okay. Well, that brings us to a close of this episode. I feel good that I argued that, uh, that increase in a, in a boy. Yeah. Great stuff, gentlemen. I could talk about another episode right now. I am so energized. But alas, I cannot. The code forbids it. Tune in next week. Same cool boy time. Same cool boy channel. Cool boy nation. Be sure to let us know what you thought of on leather wings by emailing us at Batman and beyond cool boys at gmail.com. That's Batman and beyond cool boys at gmail.com. Be sure to rate and review us on iTunes as the cool boys podcast. Also, please check out our other great Cool Boy Central content with the Cool Boys podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Patreon, where the Cool Boys have an uncensored discussion about five so cool movies with some bods and dongs peppered in there for flavor. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube by searching for the Cool Boys podcast. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Cool Boys Podcast. And join our Facebook group at the Cool Boys Podcast. Thank you for listening. Stay cool, cool boy nation. Stay cool, cool bat nation as well. Until next time, Ooh. it's Bizies from Felk. It's Bizies from Ballard. Bizies from Steven. So cool. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah. Batman. And beyond. Oh, yeah.